now, InfoTrack continues. What's the third leading cause of preventable death in America? If you guessed alcohol, you'd be right. But a new program targeting drunk drivers may lower the death count. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the details. Roy? Thanks, Chris. Our guest is Dr. Bo Kilmer. He's the Macaulay Chair in Drug Policy Innovation at the RAND Corporation and co-director of the RAND Drug Policy Research Center. Dr. Kilmer, just to start, give us just a current picture of excessive alcohol use and drunk driving in the U.S. While fentanyl seems to get a lot of the headlines, as it should with respect to the overdose deaths, alcohol still creates massive economic costs in the United States and around the world, not only in terms of the consequences that heavy drinking can have for one's personal health, but we also know that there are large economic costs related to worker productivity, healthcare expenditures, and also crime. Now, you were looking at a statewide program aimed at reducing drunk driving deaths called the 24-7 Sobriety Program. Tell us a bit about that program and just how it works. Well, this is a program that started in South Dakota almost 20 years ago. The governor at the time created this Blue Ribbon Commission because he wanted to figure out how to reduce incarceration. You know, he didn't want to build any more prisons. There was a new attorney general at the time, and he said, look, a lot of the people that are coming back to prison are coming back because of alcohol-involved crimes. And he said, hey, back when I was a prosecutor in this county with two, 3,000 people, when I would tell people not to drink, I would also have them undergo frequent alcohol testing. I'd have them come in once in the morning and once at night every single day and blow into a breathalyzer. If they had any alcohol in their system, they would go to jail for a night or two. And so he said, you know, it seemed to work in my county. Why don't we try a pilot program? And as you can imagine, some people were skeptical. Like, right, you're really going to get people who've been drinking for 25 years to cut back, let alone come in twice a day. But, you know, he was the attorney general and he knew some judges. And so around 2005, they started a pilot program for what they called 24-7 sobriety. And sure enough, you know, in these pilot counties, the program seemed to be making a difference. And so it started to expand throughout the state. So by 2010, the program was largely statewide. And, you know, this is a program that isn't necessarily focused on first-time arrestees. This is a program that's really focused on those individuals who, because of their alcohol use, have repeatedly been arrested for crimes related to alcohol, whether it be DUI or violence. So what did you find in terms of the effectiveness of the program, both in reducing drunk driving deaths and the number of offenders who are rearrested? At RAND, we've been researching this program for about a dozen years. In our previous work found that participants were less likely to be rearrested at the county level as counties adopted the program. It led to a reduction in arrests for domestic violence as well as for repeat drunk driving. But in our new study that just came out in the Journal of American Medical Association uh, Psychiatry, we actually looked at a different outcome. We looked at mortality. And we found that amongst those individuals who had been arrested for drunk driving in the state, Those who actually participated in the 24-7 sobriety program had a much lower rate of death, on the order of about 50%. Wow, those are amazing results. How long is someone expected to stay in a program like this? Well, it really depends. Some people could be ordered to the program for several months. Some people may be in it for more than a year. And there's also variation in terms of the type of testing. You know, most of the people that are participating, they're doing the twice-a-day breathalyzers. They come in once in the morning and once at night. But there also are a number of people who actually wear those alcohol monitoring bracelets, which test your sweat every 30 minutes or so for alcohol. 
And I think there are other technologies that are being introduced into the programs. And while our study focused on South Dakota, it turns out the program has been implemented in North Dakota and Montana and some various other counties around the country. And, you know, in our research that we've done focused on North Dakota and Montana has also found that it improves impaired driving outcomes. If someone fails the test, are they headed straight to jail or are they given some form of additional support? What happens? Typically what would happen is say someone comes in in the morning and they blow into the breathalyzer and it's not 0.00. You know, they'll have them sit down for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. They want to make sure it's not necessarily a false positive. Then they'll have them blow into the breathalyzer again. And if there's any alcohol in their system, you know, they'll be taken to a holding cell for a night or two. And so this is very different from how the criminal justice system works in a lot of places, because this program is really transparent. You know, they're very open to people like you're going to come in and do this. And if you test positive, there's no debate. (laughs) You're going to go to jail for a night or two. And so they're actually able to create this credible deterrent threat. Interesting topic. Bo Kilmer, Ph.D. He is the Macaulay Chair in Drug Policy Innovation at the RAND Corporation. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that's it for this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer. And I'm Chris Whitting. We hope you'll join us right here next week for another edition of InfoTrack. InfoTrack.